We are officially halfway through the Rangers season, and on today's show, I'm breaking down the five biggest reasons they've had such an exceptional first half of the season, a look ahead of the most important series of the year, and a minor league player of the week. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Today is Friday, June 30th. The Rangers are 49 and 32, alone atop the AL West with either a five or six game lead over the Angels or Astros, depending on what happens in these night games, recording right after the Rangers' loss to the Tigers. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube. YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Now, we are officially at the halfway point in the season. Like I said, your Rangers are 49 and 32, a 605 winning percentage with either a five or a six game lead. As of recording, it's a five and a half game lead over the Astros and the Angels. So we're just going to keep it at that for now. Right now, they have the best run differential in all of baseball at plus 157. They have the most runs scored. They have the best offense. They have been exceptional at home and on the road and against basically everybody this season. And this is pretty much the best case scenario right now that that I think I ever could have envisioned of how the start of this season is going. They're on pace for 98 wins, which would be a franchise record for the best season in franchise history. They're the second best record in the American League. Um, either, you know, they're on pace to be either 10 or 12 games ahead in the AL West. And they have on pace to have 10 players with a four plus baseball reference war. 10 players, four plus war or better. It's just absolutely insane, the depth of this team and how many things have gone incredibly right for the Rangers. And, and I'm, just, I'm, I'm breaking down the five biggest ones. And I think we got to start with number one, this trip, this trio of players, which I am now deeming the triplets because they are the, the young Rangers who have been going the most right for the Rangers this season. It is the breakouts of Leo Tavares, Ezekiel Duran, and Josh Young. Young had a lot of promise as a top prospect. So does Ezekiel Duran, and so did Leo Tavares for that matter. But Tavares had been in the big leagues for quite a while, and we saw flashes of it last year. We saw the, the first half of last year in Leo Tavares where he was exceptional in the first half, just truly exceptional in the first half of last year. In 30 games, he had a 920 OPS, hit 341, then on base of 367 and slug. 557 but in the second half in 69 games he had a 585 OPS and really really came crashing back down to earth and and this year maybe thinking well it's maybe it's going to be more the same maybe he's just going to do the exact same thing I, I really don't think that's the case he's got nine home homers through 67 games 240 at bats so far 13 doubles two triples hitting 296 on base of 346 and 825 OPS while playing elite center field defense on pace to be about a five 
ish win player according to baseball references war metric and he's been exceptional as has ezekiel duran who has homered in three straight games he has been exceptional for the rangers and um he had his 12th home run of the season actually maybe it wasn't three straight games maybe it's maybe it's three in the last four um he's definitely had i believe three in this series against the tigers including one that was 115 miles per hour off the bat this one was just 101 miles an hour off the bat the first one he hit was a, was a go-ahead homer that was 435 feet he has just been tomahawking baseballs left right well mainly left and right not really so much center and left left i should say not left and right but he has been mashing the baseballs all fields playing shortstop when Corey seager went down he's been playing left field primarily since since the the order is basically stabilized because that's pretty much the only place there is for him because you know if josh young wasn't doing what he's doing ezekiel Durant would probably be the everyday third baseman and, and josh young is on pace to be the rookie of the year he's, he's on pace for 32 home runs which i believe would would just break the franchise record that adolis garcia had as a rookie a couple of years back i think he had i think adolis had 31 home runs that year um which just broke it yeah in 2021 he had 31 home runs which is a franchise record josh young is on pace for exactly 32 he has won the first two months rookie al rookie of the month awards he's going to have a tight race with gunner henderson who seems to be coming back into the race just a little bit maybe hunter brown gets in there for the astros but it, it pretty much feels like josh young's award to lose he has been exceptional defensively offensively on pace for about a four and a half win season as a rookie with an ops of 815 he has been exceptional he has hit the ball with authority to all fields and he has just been a huge huge bright spot he's going to be a texas ranger for a long time as ezekiel duran as is leo Tavares. all these guys providing a whole 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 bunch of value for the rangers breaking out in the best possible way the number two reason why the rangers have been so incredible to start this season is because of starting pitching health but specifically the dominant righties on this staff and we're not talking about just jacob degrom we're talking a little bit about jacob degrom degrom only went six or six starts 30 innings with with a 267 ERA and 45 strikeouts. He was exceptional when he was healthy, but he's had surgery on his elbow and he's going to be out until at least the midpoint of next year, if not towards the end of next year, if we see him at all. But in his stead has been Dane Dunning, who came in and pitched the absolute game of his life. And if not for freaking Andy Ibanez ruining it, it could have been a Maddox. A Maddox is where a pitcher throws a complete game shutout on under 100 pitches. And Andy Ibanez in a 10-0 game in the top of the ninth inning with two outs, just hustled out an infield single and credit to him honestly like that is so incredibly annoying for rangers fans and for dane dunning specifically who at that point had uh, eight and two-thirds innings pitched with just um two hits allowed both of them um to i believe it was zach mckinstry and he had 10 strikeouts had not allowed a single run that okay here comes the next batter and the next batter homered for a two-run bomb that ended up driving him Gary carpenter a two-run bomb that ended up driving dane dunning from the game but still eight and two-thirds innings with a career high 10 strikeouts which is not something you see from dane dunning often if if ever it tied a career high. he had done it once before as a rookie back in i believe 2021 but still an exceptional outing for dane dunning who is top 10 in the american league in era the rangers have three right-handed starting pitchers that are healthy now and all of them have an era under three nathan eofal on pace for 210 and two-thirds innings and over 200 strikeouts with a 282 ERA. Right now, John Gray on pace for 
162 innings with a 289 ERA. Dane Dunning has a 269 ERA on pace for about 160 innings. And we've also gotten healthy Martin Perez, who's on pace for 180 innings, and Andrew Haney on pace for over 150 innings. That that's five starters on pace for you know at least 150 innings, and most of them 160. That that is exactly what you were hoping for when you signed so many starting pitchers that most of them would be healthy. Well, they didn't get. They had injuries to. Glenn Otto, who was thankfully much, much lower in the rotation pecking order after all this, they didn't get a single inning of Jake Odorizzi. They only got 30 innings of Jacob deGrom. And they, outside of that, it's been almost entirely healthy. The only the only real concern was John Gray, who had to skip a start because of a blister issue. But for the most part, this rotation has been very healthy and it's been very good. And the righties specifically have been absolutely exceptional. Coming up, we're going to get into the other reasons why this start has been so freaking good, why it's sustainable, and a look ahead at this series against the Astros. But first, this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting on MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. You can bet on Josh Young winning American League Rookie of the Year. He is the betting favorite according to FanDuel, as he should be. But if you're thinking, well, I got to get on this, this line while it's still good and while it's still you know only only going to get worse because josh young is going to be continue to be exceptional if you want to bet on how many all-stars range you're going to have maybe you can do that maybe you can bet on an, a cy young season from nathan Eovaldi, but there's no better place to bet on mlb than fanduel america's number one sports book so sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to 200 dollars in bonus bets that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official partner of Major League Baseball. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. On Monday, shall be breaking down this massive weekend against Houston. The Rangers take on the Astros this weekend. You can catch every pitch with the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, reason number three that the Rangers have had such an incredibly dominant start to the season is Corey Seager being one of the best hitters on the entire freaking planet. There is a really great profile written on FoxSports.com by Jake Mintz, a, a really well-researched profile where he didn't talk to Corey Seager at all because Corey Seager is so elusive and so only focused on being the best hitter on the planet. And and so far this season, he is freaking doing it. He is at a 2.8 baseball reference for in 49 games. He missed a month and he didn't look like he missed any time at all. In those 49 games, 224 plate appearances, he's hitting 345 with an on-base of 411, slugging 609, a 1,020 OPS. That's 10 home runs and 22 doubles. Oh, and, and 48 RBIs, if you're into that sort of thing. It's just just honestly incredible. It's, it, you look at his expected numbers on baseball, it's honestly, honestly, don't don't show this to kids. Keep this. This is just absolutely dirty. Don't let the children be perverted by the grossness of how good his baseball savant page is. You look at his barrel rate, top barrel percentage, top 2% of baseball. Expected Woba, top 1% of baseball. Expected slugging, top 1% of baseball. Hard hit rate, top 2% of baseball. Average exit velocity, top 1% of baseball. Expected batting average, 100th percentile. His expected batting average is the highest in all of baseball at 338. 
338 is his expected batting average. You know, you know who that's better than? Luis Arias, who is chasing 400, if not at 400, batting 400 right now. His expected batting average is better than Luis freaking Arias. Oh, and he's doing with a crap ton of power and just being absolutely exceptional. It's just, it's just stupid. It's just honestly incredible to watch Corey Seager work. He is... I think a profoundly boring individual off the baseball diamond and he doesn't do anything extremely flashy. He, all he does is just hit the crap out of the baseball every freaking time. And it is glorious. It is exceptional. He is a boring superstar who only wants to be exceptional at baseball. And that's what he freaking does. And he plays for the Texas Rangers for this year and for the next eight seasons after it absolutely worth 325 million dollars heck give him 750 million dollars because he's worth every single penny and another guy who has been exceptional this year is Adolis Garcia but specifically his walk rate which has unlocked a new level for Adolis he's on pace for a 40 bomb season and he is walking at a career best 9.3 percent that is 3.2 percent better basically 50 50% 50% better than he was doing last year. He was walking like half his 150% more, I guess. No, what? whatever. <laughs> He's walking a lot more and it is unlocking a whole lot in his game. He has always had the insane raw power and the exceptional average exit velocity stats. And he is barreling up pitches in the top 7% of baseball this year. His arm is, is incredible, but he's walking in the top half of baseball for his walk rate. That is unlocked all kinds of exceptional new things for the Rangers cleanup hitter. He has been a huge cog in the Rangers uh, R- RBI leader. He's been their RBI leader. He's been the RBI leader in all of Major League Baseball for most of the season. And when he gets on a tear like he has been as of late, he homered in three straight games in the series against Detroit and hit the crap out of a baseball on the final pitch of the game that had an expected batting average of where we go. Um, I believe it was expected of 770, 111 miles an hour off the bat. Of course, right to Andy Banias, who just had the revenge series of his life. He also had that three-run homer in the loss on Monday. This is just Andy Banias sticking it to the Rangers for letting him go. But, I mean, look at this offense. There's absolutely nowhere for Andy Banias to play on this team. And wish him all the best of luck. But, you know, it's going to be really annoying the next time the Rangers see him. I think they're done with Detroit for this year. So Andy Banias can't hurt us anymore, um, thankfully. But Adoles Garcia has been absolutely exceptional this season a huge huge part of why the Rangers are having such a great first half and the number five reason I'm kind of going to combine a bunch of different things in this um but Josh Spores basically being everything the Rangers spent so many years hoping that he could be he is finally he is finally opened opened that box and become absolutely exceptional his, his strikeout rate is in the top three percent of baseball his whiff rate in the top one percent of baseball fastball velo in the top eight percent this fastball is spinning like crazy he's actually throwing the slider a little bit more the slider and the curveball are maybe even better pitches he's not allowing a lot of hard contact he's not allowing himself to be barreled up or expected batting average in the top four percent of baseball as well like he has just been flat out exceptional 45 k's in 33 and a third inning is a 270 era his expected era is in the top one percent of baseball at 2.08 so it should be a lot better than that but not just josh spores being exceptional but bruce bochi's managing of the bullpen in the month of may that's when Josh Spores really kind of came into his own, and that's when the Rangers most desperately needed someone to step up in the pen and just 
help out Will Smith because Will Smith couldn't do everything. It was basically, it felt like that series against Pittsburgh when Will Smith had the five out save where he came in with the bases loaded and got the save. And it just felt like from that point on, the Rangers pen has kind of stabilized a little bit. There have been some guys who have had some really bad moments, including John King giving up four runs in the eighth inning of a really tight game and a weird play by Mitch Garver to, to not go and not just let the ball come to him and, and tag the guy out at home. It feels like the second time that's happened that he just kind of cut the ball off on a play that could have possibly been made at the plate. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't going to be made, but still it just felt like a weird moment. And John King has definitely had some bad outings, but there's been some good outings as well. I mean, not using Brock Burke more often is, is kind of a, a weird thing that I don't get why Bochy's doing it. I, I guess matchup wise, it, it makes sense in the moment, but I trust Bruce Bochy and he has been a huge part of the reason why I feel like this first half of being on pace for 98 wins, I, I feel like the Rangers might win a hundred games. It, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And I think 98 games was like in my head before the season. I'm like, that's the best case scenario. You get a healthy Jacob DeGrom all season. Corey Seager, you know, looks like the best hitter in baseball. Marcus Simeon, everybody else just kind of figures things out. And like, maybe that's what happens, but that hasn't been the case. They got 30 innings of Jacob DeGrom and that was it. Corey Seager missed a month and Mitch Garver missed a significant amount of time and he hasn't been all that spectacular when he's been in there. But I mean, everything else is pretty much going right for this Rangers team. And there is legitimate reason to hope that this team might improve 40 wins this year compared to last year. I mean, right now they're, they're so close to winning their 50th game. And and last year they only, they lost 94 games. They might invert that pretty easily and win more than they lost last year and ended up with the number four pick, which by the way, if you haven't listened to my talk with Lindsey Crosby of Locked on Enemy Prospects on yesterday's show, go check that out. I also talked a little bit more about the breakout of the young core and a little bit about my minor league player of the week. We'll get into in just a second, but I also want to look at this Houston series because I think it's maybe the biggest regular season series the Rangers have had in ages because this is going to be absolutely massive the rangers are catching the the astros at the right time right now they have just not been in a good way so far they are at four and six in their last 10 they did win last night or i guess wednesday night as i'm recording this don't know what they're going to do on thursday so this could all be completely relevant but right now the rangers are five and a half games ahead of them in the al west and the astros have have had some some real injury problems they've had a lot of injuries to their starting rotation and to their best hitter jose altuve is playing hurt he is dealing with a right heel injury he is still playing through it though jordan alvarez has been out for a while with an oblique injury and it seems like the most optimistic projection has him back in mid-july which uh, it wouldn't matter at that point. It wouldn't matter if he's ahead of, of Adoles Garcia in the all-star voting. If, if Jordan Alvarez and, and Aaron judge are both out, which it seems like they will be for the all-star game. Then, I mean, Adoles would only have to beat out one healthy player in those final six to make an all-star start. And there, that would mean the Rangers probably have five starters in the all-star game, which would be absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, this Astros team has also missed a bunch of pitching help. I mean, uh, Jose Urquidy is still out. They have two different pitchers that are both out for the year in Lance McCullers Jr. Um, it, it's just not been a great season for the Astros. They're still pretty solid in their offense. I mean, everyone's starting to figure things out just a little bit more. Jose Abreu was horrendous to start the season. Um 
Jeremy Pena was pretty terrible to start the season. He's he's still not great at 706 OPS, but uh, Kyle Tucker is starting to figure things out. Bregman has his OPS up to 740 now. He's starting to figure things out. Same with Jose Abreu. Um, but still, this is not nearly the team that the Rangers have seen over the last few years. They still have a pretty good rotation in Framber Valdez, Hunter Brown. Uh, Christian Javier has kind of really been just plummeting back down to earth the last couple of starts out. JP France has been fine. The starting pitching matchups, it's, it's going to be a, a starting pitching matchup full of great matchups this weekend. You have John Gray versus Rono Blanco on Friday, Nathan Evaldi versus Hunter Brown on Saturday, Andrew Heaney versus Framber Valdez on Sunday, and Martin Perez versus Christian Javier on Monday. This is going to be a massive series for the Rangers, and if they win three out of four, or if they sweep the Astros, this could completely change the tra- trajectory of the AL West. And finally, those pesky fan graphs projections that still have the Rangers at about an 80% chance to make the playoffs. Maybe those might bump up to 90 because this is a huge, huge chance for the Rangers to kick the Astros while they're down. They got two out of three while they were in Houston. They need to take at least two. They cannot afford to lose this series. Give the Astros some hope in the AL West race. Expand your lead. Do what you should have been doing for the last couple weeks while you've been scuffling and give yourself some separation on a very good Astros team where if they start to figure things out, they have a lot more experience winning this AL West than the Texas Rangers do. So, Go ahead, take advantage of this series. It's going to be massive, and I am so looking forward to it. Let's get into our minor league player of the week. But first, this word from our sponsors. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every day. Like I said on Monday, I'll be breaking down this massive weekend series against the Astros. You can catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, this was a difficult decision on my minor league player of the week. I'm recording this on at uh, about 6 o'clock on Thursday, so the minor league games have not started for the Rangers for this Thursday evening, and normally I do it Friday to Friday. But there was one guy that I had to go Thursday to Thursday because it's been seven games since he's been back up, and I feel I feel bad about the player that I'm, I'm snubbing. But I, I got to give this week's minor league player of the week award to Evan Carter. He has been back up with Frisco for seven days, and, and in that span, he has been absolutely exceptional. He has got a slash line of 533-579 and slugging 800, a 1379 OPS. That doesn't even include the first game back. It's been seven games, but it has been in the last seven days. So if you add that in, that's another home run and another triple. He had a a three-hit game in his first game back with Frisco on the 21st of June, and he's just been absolutely exceptional for this Rough Riders team. I mean, hitting 533 for a week and you know you add those that other game in there and it's just a little bit higher they maybe might be hitting like 600 in a span of eight games it's just been it's been great it's been great having evan carter back and, and having a week like that it it just felt impossible to not give it to him it's just you know i just i couldn't not i couldn't not give it to him he's reached base uh, for the last three games at least three times in all of those games at least three times in all of those three games uh two hits and a walk on the 24th two hits and a walk on the uh 25th and then on the 28th three hits and a walk as well so just Typical Evan Carter things, and the guy who I snubbed, who uh, maybe I'll just go ahead and make it co-players of the week, because this is an exceptional outing for Josh Steffen, who's had an exceptional season as well. Uh, This was on June 28th against the Greensboro Grasshoppers. He is a pitcher for the Hickory Crawdads out of 
South Grand Prairie High School, drafted by the Rangers. The 21-year-old has been exceptional this season. This was probably his, his best start ever. Five perfect innings, perfect innings with 10 strikeouts. 10 strikeouts for the kid on 57 pitches in five innings. Just absolutely exceptional stuff for him. This year, he has been so freaking good. So good. 62 and a third innings in 12 games. 11 of those have been starts. He's got a 217 ERA on the season. 10.5 Ks per nine. A whip of 0.802. And six walks, six times as many strikeouts as walks this year. He's been so freaking good, and I don't know how much longer he's going to stay in Hickory. I feel like he's proved pretty much everything that he needs to. In Hickory, he's had several different games of 10-plus strikeouts. Two out of his last three starts have been 10-plus um, strikeouts against um, the Bowling Green Hot Rods on uh, June 14th. He went six innings, allowed two runs, both on solo shots, and had 11 strikeouts to just zero walks. The guy has been exceptional. It's about time to see him in double A, and I'm thinking that he is absolutely ready for that promotion. He has been the best starting pitcher in a hickory rotation that also featured Kumar Rocker, who unfortunately is having t Tommy John surgery. I, I was really excited to see what that hickory crawdads lineup could, or rotation, I should say, could do because the lineup is not necessarily anything super, super duper inspiring. Um, but Josh Devin has been exceptional. He has had the second most starts. I mean, Mitch Bratt has also been really good in Hickory this year, a 291 ERA in 12 starts for him, 52 and a third innings with 56 strikeouts. He has also got under two walks per nine and 9.6 Ks per nine. Really, really solid stuff from him. I mean, the pitching in Hickory has been awesome. I mean, Dane Acker has started six games, 21 and third innings for him. The walk rate has been a little concerning, 4.2 walks per nine, but 10.5 Ks per nine in a 2.11 ERA. That's solid. That's a guy who hasn't pitched a whole lot. There's been some injury concerns with him. I believe he was a part of that trade with Oakland that also sent Dustin Harris to the Rangers. I believe that was the Cliff Lee deal that the Rangers absolutely swindled the A's on, which is um, pretty pretty fun pretty fun the rangers swindling the a's on uh, or just any divisional rival on a trade but a really nice start for him also owen white made his first start in triple a another guy who got called up to triple a who i've been meaning <laughs> i've been meaning to say this for the last three days shout out to alex Spees, who finally got called up to triple a he is not as of yet as of this recording pitched in his first game in AAA, but he has been absolutely exceptional in his outings for AA Frisco. Um, a, a 0.64 ERA in 23 games with Frisco this year, 28 and a third innings, 13 walks to 47 strikeouts, 14.9 Ks per nine, 4.1 walks per nine, yeah, the walk number is a little high, um, but it is significantly better than it has been at any level. If you don't know Alex Spies' story, he's a guy who is always thrown really, really hard, a former second-round pick by the Rangers, retired from minor league baseball after a really, really rough 2021 season. So last year in 2022, he was coaching high school ball, and his young daughter told him that, hey, you should give it one more try. You should go back to the Rangers, see if they'll take you back, and you know, give it one more try. And he's like, all right, well... For my kid, I guess I'll give it one more try, and he has been absolutely exceptional this year. He's got a heater that touches 100 um, pretty consistently. It's a little flat, but the cutter is absolutely exceptional. The slider is also exceptional. He proved basically everything that he needed to at AA, and he could be in the back end of the Rangers' pen 
come playoff time because his stuff is that freaking nasty. Shout out to him. But another guy whose stuff not quite hitting 100, but Owen White, a solid AAA debut. He went five innings, just allowed one hit. Of course, it was a home run. Three walks to four strikeouts, a 360 ERA in that one start. He's also starting tonight, Thursday. That starts at 9 p.m., so I, I was not going to wait until midnight to also add that into his... Um, his stats, but hopefully that's another good start. A couple other pitchers that are worth noting what they've been doing in AAA. The next guy is Cole Reagans, who had his third start in AAA. That was against Sacramento River River Cats um, back on the 25th. He went four innings, allowed just one hit, three walks to five strikeouts, um, and a couple of earned runs for him through 66 pitches and had uh, 12 strikes looking, five swinging strikes for him. Um, decent outing for him. And then Glenn Otto, a really, really solid outing against Sacramento on the 24th. Four innings, three hits, just one earned run, one walk to seven strikeouts. 10 strikes looking to 10 strikes swinging as well on 54 pitches. So 20 out of 54 pitches were either called strikes or strikes swinging. That is really, really good numbers for Glenado, who, again, him going four innings is, is nice, but there's not really a spot in this rotation for him to jump into. Cole Reagans, maybe he, he passes Cody Bradford on the sixth starter, occasionally give the... The rest of the starters some an extra day off, um, but I don't think that's the case for Glenado. Maybe it is. The Rangers clearly know a little bit better than I do, but I'd rather see him just gas it up to high 90s with that nasty, nasty slider, put him in the back end of the pen, and maybe maybe take a few more innings from John King so we don't have to see more blown games against the freaking Tigers. But that's going to do it for today's show. Hope you all enjoyed it. Hope you all enjoyed this week's shows, and hope you all enjoy a fantastic series against the Astros. It's going to be a whole, whole bunch of fun. That'll do it for today's show, and until next time, don't forget to enjoy first place Texas Rangers baseball. <laughs>